Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yesterday, Ron Rivera was noncommittal when asked who would start at quarterback for the Commanders on Sunday against the Cowboys. He did suggest that they would play to win the game, Herm Edwards style. That leads a lot of us, and I'm in this group, to believe that he's going with a veteran and it would not make a lot of sense to start Wentz after this weekend and after his comments, maybe more importantly yesterday, Mm. which made it seem like the Wentz experiment is over. So I'm thinking it's Taylor Heineke time again. I believe that this game should be used as almost like a preseason game. So much more valuable. It's a way better opportunity, Danny, to get intel and information than an actual exhibition game, but I think it should be used almost the exact same way. This is tough. And I I do feel for really good players who have done everything they possibly can, guys like Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen, etc. But I also don't have sympathy, if that makes sense. Like, I feel for these guys. I, I understand that it's hard, but you had your chance. You guys all had your chance. This is now kind of the punishment. I got to figure out what I got. So with all due respect to Logan Thomas, I need to know if, I, if I'm if i in the Cole Turner business next year or if I need to go do something else. With all due respect to Andrew Norwell, I got to figure out if Chris Paul, the guy that was the uh, all the rage in camp, is someone I can count on. That's not you going forward. I would start forward, him too. Right? I, I need to know about my kid cornerbacks. I need to know about Deami Brown. I need to know about anybody and everybody that isn't nailed down at this point. With all due respect, I... I kind of don't care about feelings of some of these guys. You had your chances. You guys went 0-3-1 down the stretch. You sort of lost your right to have a meaningful game here. So I'm, I'm going to treat it like a preseason game where we're auditioning for next year. I also don't know that there's feelings that are at stake or on the line. I mean, in this, I guess anybody who gets less playing time or is, is benched or isn't starting is, is going to be annoyed by that. But players aren't dumb. And players know, okay, this game now doesn't matter. John Allen was on with the Junkies. Was that today or yesterday? Today. Today. I mean, he said he expects to see Sam Howe. I'm paraphrasing, but he didn't say he's going to start. But he says, yeah, that would make some sense at this point. Players get it. I don't. Those guys are not ignorant to the situation. I got a tweet from someone here who says, I don't think they can afford to play Taylor. What if he comes out and looks like a pro bowler? It makes last week look even worse. Now, I don't know if he's got that club in the bag. Okay, because but I see the point. He had a lot of chances to come out and look like a pro bowler. I don't know, over a half season's worth of them, and it didn't happen. But it would be incredible, especially if the Cowboys pretty quickly pull their starting defense, and then all of a sudden Heineke is seventeen of twenty with three touchdowns, and you're beating the Cowboys in, in a garbage time game where neither team cares. Yeah, it does make the Wentz disaster look even worse for Ron Rivera, even though I still think going back to him made perfect sense. They're doubling down on the trade they made. They're mm-hmm. making sure that they have all the information they need on Wentz. 
But that's where the rub is for me on this decision. Get as much information as you can on Sam Howell and do it now. I think there's a real chance that Sam Howell is your number two quarterback next year. Don't you want to know what he looks like in an NFL game? If only you had this opportunity where you could just play him and there's a safety net and it doesn't matter that much. Even beyond finding out what he looks like right now, it's also a valuable experience for him. This is more of a teaching tool than it is for me. Like He's been practice squad Peter running dummy offenses all season long, thrusting him into a game against the team that's got a chance to win a division that's a great pass rushing group. It's probably not a great time for him to thrive. So my evaluation of him won't be colored if, if he plays well or plays poorly. If I'm, you know, a, a coach or talent evaluator for this organization, but I'm going. He's drafted. He's cheap. This is a great experience for him. The same way it's going to be for Cole Turner. The same way it's going to be for these other young kids that we're mentioning. So that's that to me is the most compelling part of it. Is yeah, obviously you want to you want to give him some film and things to study, and that's not just you know the the bubble in Ashburn going up against you know third string defense. So to me, th- these moments here, 100% unequivocally, when you've been eliminated, the game is meaningless. A win only looks good on the resume of the coach and general manager type person. I don't care about that. I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll root for the next guy and the guy after that. The, the, the thing to do here, the proper play, is Sam Howell, and I should know right now, he should be out there getting reps this minute, even though they're not in practice. Yeah, and I thought all along, whenever they got eliminated, that's what they should do. Because here's the facts. Carson Wentz will not be your quarterback next year. And if he's not the starter, he won't be back here as a backup either. Taylor Heineke is not going to be your starter next year either. Now, there's a real good chance you could bring him back as a backup. What's your take on this? I actually heard maybe it was Chris Russell saying this, I believe. The idea is that Heineke will not come back here to be a backup again if they go out and get a starter and ask him to be their QB, too. I don't know why he wouldn't. Is there a line of teams that want him to start? I think he's probably going to be a backup somewhere. Maybe he could get into a situation where he he is in in a city where the guy in front of him is either on a hot seat when the year starts. It's, or let, let's say, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm, I'm sitting here. Maybe a team drafts a guy and brings him there in. There it is. So Someone's going to draft Anthony Richardson, the kid from Florida, who's got all sorts of talent, but maybe a little bit raw. Maybe that's a Heineke. If you draft 1A. Anthony Richardson, Heineke will get to play all of next year. But you know what I mean? Like some, some time. Something like that, right? Yeah. So maybe that's the solution. I don't know that I buy that necessarily because you're right. I don't think there's a line. But there's always somebody, right? I mean, there's always uh, there's always someone that's going to say. Scott Turner is also yeah, your guy. I missed out on Derek Carr. I missed out on name that you know free agent wheel that's going to that's going to ensue or trade market or whatever. And, okay, the, I didn't get one of the guys I wanted to draft. Let's try this guy who will provide me a spark. I don't know. I think my plan would be, and, and it's easy to say this until you get into the offseason and you see what's what, but if I'm the GM of this team, the, my meeting when I meet with whoever I'm interviewing with, mm-hmm. I guess it would be Ron Rivera. Hey. Hey, bud. Good to see you. I'm <laughs> the GM. We made it on Monday Night Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> How'd we get there? <laughs> you and I, we were on, uh, what's uh. what's um. Come on, man. We did some come on, man yeah, together. We, yeah. we, did, we did some come on, man stuff. Uh, I would say, Coach, so good. Carl, so good to see you. <laughs> what movie, Ryan? And I would say, here's the deal, Ron. We're going to move on from Wentz. We're going to move on from Heineke. Our plan is to get a QB, one who's a starter, and Sam Howell's going to be our backup. The problem is I can't really say that when I haven't seen Sam Howell yet. 
And I don't know that four quarters in one game is going to be all I need to see. As you said, it might be a really ugly game, but it adds so much to the conversation. Yeah. Guess what we get to do? When I take over as the GM, I get to watch all that practice film, right? I get to watch all that training camp film. I get to watch those preseason games back with smarter people than me in the building who are going to help me decide what he's capable of and what he isn't. But that game is going to be the most valuable thing that we get. What I can't abide, what I can't have, what I won't tolerate is the idea that he's not ready, in quotes, to the extent that if you play him somehow, it, it derails his career. Or if, if you play him this weekend when he's not ready, like he'll crawl into the fetal position and be a baby and, and never be able to develop again. I think that's such a fraudulent excuse. It's it's a ready-made excuse that play it out. What's going to happen? They don't score points? I know what that looks like. I got I got a season of that. And by the way, I'll go one step further. Like, if he's actually not ready, then you did this wrong. Yeah. Because Brock Purdy, who was drafted in the seventh round, was the third quarterback to begin the year, just like Sam Howell. The plan was the same. This guy's not going to play. Now, the difference being he got a lot of second-team reps. Oh, wait, I'm being told Sam Howell got second-team reps for the majority of the damn season. It's not like he was the three when Wentz was hurt. They didn't sign Jeff George. That's right. Sam Howell was a play away from being on the field every single week for months, for a couple months. You didn't go sign someone. Well, he's not ready, you see. We can't play him in a game where the Cowboys don't need anything. You spent November, October, a massive stretch of your year Uh where Wentz was unavailable. Where on any snap, every time Heineke dropped back, it could have been Sam Howell's team. Seven games in a bye week. And now you can't play him in week 18? Come yeah. on. Yeah, as the the young people say, that's not the flex you think it is, right? I mean, the that's an, either an indictment of – it's an indictment of them, the staff, on either end. If he's so god-awful, then you wasted a pick and you've wasted time. Or if he's just not capable of, of getting it, again, that was your bad evaluation – and if you couldn't figure out a way to get him, I don't know, ready for this terrible offense that doesn't move the ball or score, that's also an indictment, right? I mean, again, I keep saying the same thing. What are they going to do, lose? We got that covered. We've been losing. Play the kids. Prioritize the future. It, it, it's so simple to me that I kind of just, I'm already pre, I'm pre-annoyed that I know what's going to happen. I know it's going to be Heineke, and there'll be some rhetoric up there at the podium about how, like, the integrity and we got to, we owe it to ourselves and everybody busted their hump and we got to do the right thing. Okay, cool, dude. The Purdy thing is also infuriating a little bit, too, uh-huh. just because of how good they are at actually coaching guys up. That's right. Right? I mean, we talk about Purdy in studio each week. Hey, did you see Brock Purdy? Guy's got 10 touchdowns, four picks. They've won all four of his starts, right? That scheme is so good. The players around him are so good. And he has played really well with Kyle in his ear, coaching him up, scheming him up. There's a reason their coordinators are now all over the league as head coaches, right? Shanahan's got his own tree starting to develop from McVay to LaFleur to Mike McDaniel. You're seeing it. And next one, you know, there's going to be another one next year. Uh, Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, and now the D'Amico Ryans is going to be a head coach. It's just such a different organization. They're just so – it's light years ahead of this one. Yeah, different world. They're, they're so far ahead of what we're doing here in San Francisco. It's incredible. Yeah, even the Raiders, and I think Josh McDaniels should never coach again. I really believe that, and I mean that. Even that 
group of clown shoes. Got Jared Stidham out there dealing against the best defense in the sport. You, like you, it's 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 that apocalyptically bad that you can't emulate Jared Stidham. You can't emulate some guy that I've never even heard of coming off the bench somewhere somehow. You know what I mean? Like Mike White had a good couple of weeks. I, I don't even need you to do that. Can he tie both shoes? Is his uniform going to be on and properly tucked in? By the way, you know, then play him. They're not having him drop back and throw fifty times that's, either. That's the other part. Thank it, you. A, he he can't hand the ball to Brian Robinson because that's what you do. They had a twenty-one play drive where they scored a touchdown where they handed the ball to Brian Robinson seventeen times. Wentz made a big boy throw on third and seventeen for twenty. Made a couple of nice throws to convert on third and four, third and five to Logan Thomas, who was open on some little quick routes running uh, out to to his left. But for the most part. You're you're handing the ball off, and you're hoping to stay ahead of the chains. Now, yeah, if you get behind the sticks, is it going to be a long day with that defense? Sure it is. Guess what's going to happen? Sam Howell is going to go back to the drawing board and learn from his experience. Josh Dobbs was a Titan for eight days. Eight. And they played him over Malik Willis, who they just drafted in the third round, by the way. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Guess it's a good thing they didn't draft Malik Willis in round one, right? Like people wanted him to do. Josh Dobbs, eight days in the building, bro. And he looked like an NFL quarterback. I don't need it to be great. He goes out and he throws a touchdown and three picks. Fine. No touchdowns, two picks. Whatever. The game doesn't matter. Let this guy run around. Give him the ability to go into the offseason going, you know what? All right, here's what I learned. Here's what I didn't. Because I really, again, if it's my show, my plan would be he would be my QB too. He is cheaper. He has Heineke qualities, and he's got a better arm. Now, do I know if he can play? I don't. But assuming he can, and you shouldn't have drafted him in the fifth round if he can't, and he shouldn't be on the roster next year if you've decided already that he can't. But the way he played in the preseason, which people forget, was actually pretty good. Pretty good. Like a backup NFL quarterback should look in the preseason if they're any good. Then I I think you could go get your starter. You could save money and move on from both Heineke and Wentz. And and there's a real conversation to be had on Heineke, which you and I have started to have already, Mm -hmm. which is, can you even have him here? Can you continue to have this roommate live with you after you guys are are no longer seeing each other? I, I I don't know that you can. Yeah, I say that you can't. But people just—they're—they're they're obsessed with him. They can't quit him. You—you you bring in Derek Carr, they're going to be chanting for Taylor Heineke after the first incompletion. Like the again, I'm—I'm I'm really hung up on this not ready thing that they've kind of floated out there. I think you know they've talked to enough people that they've kind of gotten their their word out to, to temper expectations. Chris Streveler, Jeff Driscoll, Nick Mullins—these are tiny samples in, in in games that were actually important. This one is not. You know what I mean? Like, like when you say he's not ready, what does that actually mean? Like, he'll, his helmet will be on the wrong way. He'll throw with the incorrect hand. You know, like he'll just drop back and punt I, I sometimes. Here's like, here's what I know. Okay, because you're it's such a good question. To me, if he can hear the play in his helmet, say the play in the huddle, and you can get to the line of scrimmage and run it, he's ready. I don't care what happens after that. And maybe that's the difference between me and this staff this weekend. Yeah. It's as if we didn't see the preseason. Mm -hmm. By the way, oh, here's a good one we haven't even thought of. Garrett Gilbert, anyone? Garrett Gilbert. Anyone remember Garrett Gilbert? Sam Ellinger. 
What's eating Garrett Gilbert's grape? Does anyone remember that guy? How he threw the deep shot to McLaurin like his second hour with the team? They called him on like a, a, a Saturday and he played that, that night. They like found him at a McDonald's outside the stadium. They're like, we don't have a quarterback. He's like, oh, I played once. They're like, okay, cool. Come over here. And then he started for them during all the COVID crap last year. Garrett Gilbert? Garrett Gilbert. You drafted this guy in the fifth round. He was with you all offseason in camp. He played more than anyone else in the preseason, probably, in snaps and certainly in, in throws. He's not ready? What does that even mean? Let's go to Kevin in Lanham. Hey, Kevin. What's up, Kevin? What's going on, fellas, man? Listen, if they play Sam Howell, that's going to be the final nail in the coffin for uh, Ron Rivera if he comes out there and starts looking good. I have some stats for you. This is what, if Sam Howell plays, we're going to go 19 for 26, 219 yards passing, one touchdown pass, two rushing touchdowns for 40 yards, and we're going to beat the Cowboys. We're going to beat the Cowboys 30 to 14. (laughs) 30, 30 points. 30 points. <laughs> I see where this and is And scene. Well done. I thought we had Tip a Howellian on our hands for a moment. That's what I was thinking. Guy in the press box turns to me yesterday, after the uh, or Sunday, after the game. He goes, well, I guess the Howellians might get what they want. <laughs> I thought that was a funny I think moment. I like them. Let's go to Jeremiah in Fairfax. What's up? Hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for having me on. Hey, buddy. Um, so... I'm not completely sure I'm even invested in this reason 100%, but one reason I could think of to start Heineke over Sam Howell, it's not about beating the Cowboys. We all know no matter what happens to the Cowboys, they'll lose in the first round anyway. That's guaranteed. It's more about the game being in honor of Sonny Jurgensen, and I feel like for all that he did to just treat it as a whatever game, play for nothing, it's just the end of season, whatever would be kind of disrespectful to the legacy of Sonny Jurgensen. Like, if you're going to have a game dedicated to somebody, why would you make it the last game of the year when you know you're a mediocre team and playing for nothing? That just kind of feels like a slap in the face waiting to happen. You know what I mean? I know yeah, exactly that, what you mean. That, that mistake was made when you scheduled it, and that mistake was made, to be honest with you, last weekend when you lost to the Browns. Yep. I, with all due respect to Sonny, and, and he's going to be honored with his jersey being hung. Rightfully by the so. way, there's not going to be enough – Burgundy and gold there. There's going to be more Cowboys fans there. We know how that goes, right? It's going to be embarrassing in that way, and I feel terrible for him and his family that that's going to be the case. But that's all happened. This is this this is the seven billion dollar organization. Yeah, uh, I, I got to worry about the future of right. this outfit. The ceremony, it is a thing. Exactly. I'm. T- we're talking about the future of the franchise. We're talking about winning, winning the games. By those standards, games, you yeah. couldn't have started Carson Wentz because uh, King Tutty was going to run out of the tunnel. <laughs> right. You know what? I, you sure. don't. Yeah. You don't want King Tutty's first game to be with Wentz. Like, no, that stuff. Those activations are their own, and we'll do our best to make sure that we do it right. On the field, none of that affects how I feel. I got to do what's best for my operation to be in the best spot come week one next year. Because I'm going into year four, and I haven't had a winning season here yet. And I got nine losing seasons out of 12. And somehow, some way, I'm getting another shot at this thing, and I got to make it work. Let's go to Luke in D.C. What's up, Luke? Hey, boys. This is Luke. What's up? I just, I think Sam Howe has got, has got to play. Because I think RG3 said it this morning. If, if, uh, if, we, if we keep Taylor Heineke, he's always going to be looking over his shoulder. Grant just said every time, you know, whoever our quarterback is, they're going to be champ for him because of his moxie. And I'm so tired of that term, by the way. I just want wins. So 
I think you have to start with how, and we got to move on from both of our current quarterbacks, one and two. Hundred percent agree, and I, I actually tend to agree with the take. And by the way, it's very insightful for Griffin to say that because, to be frank with you, he was that guy when Cousins got started starting. Right, like if Griffin was available and healthy, and there was an incomplete pass, the whole place wanted you know Robert Griffin to come back onto the field and, and, and play the game. You couldn't keep him around because of that, even you know if if he was under contract cheaply, which he was, because he was a first round pick. But that's absolutely a thing. The the, the Heineke celebrity, the Heineke juice, is so paramount. You saw it. Wentz got off to a bad start in the entire place. I mean, there weren't that many people there, but the whole place was chanting Heineke. It was clear as day through my television. Not a not a bit. After the first interception, which was his second pass. So he got booed big time after his first throw of the game, which was spiked. No, the, the first one went off the hands too high. Yeah, that was but the the check down. That, that, that was the little wheel route uh, or, or the little swing pass to Williams. But his second throw of the game was the pick looking for McLaurin. And it right then and there, as the offense trotted off the field, the Heineke chants began loudly. And they didn't stop the rest of the day. All right, it is time to figure out who is meeting Deron Payne in the finals of Commander's Survivor. Votes are in. What do we got? All right. Getting sent home this weekend. This is a tough one. It is big ol' defensive tackle number 93, Jonathan Allen. And, guys, it wasn't even close. Really? John Allen had a good run. He had a good run. Applause for the player. Great year. Best dude. I, had to be because he got hurt, right? Yeah. People just didn't want to risk maybe Payne versus Allen when Allen's hurt in Week 18. Because there's a chance he misses the game, right? I think there is a chance. Yeah. So what does that set up then in the final? So that sets up Deron Payne versus Terry McLaurin. Deron Payne, sneaky. I thought I always thought it'd be Allen McLaurin final. Payne with the perfectly timed immunity. So I will say, this is the correct Finals. These guys have had the two best seasons. I think, I think that's true. Yeah. 11 and a half sacks with a chance to set the franchise record for defensive tackles, mind you. And then ter- little Terry McLaurin, little engine that could. You want a thousand yards? I got you. The defending champion at that. Trying to go back to back. Uh-huh. Back to and back. And still time for your Caps power play. Top two goal scorers in the Eastern Conference on the ice at Capital One Arena tonight. They play in about 40 minutes just after 7 o'clock. Sabres at the Caps. Washington's been rolling, looking for win number 22 on the season. Coming off nine goals last time out against Montreal. Alex Ovechkin had a hat trick for Washington. Ovi trying to stay hot. The Caps, good news, Danny. Get TJ Oshie back. That is a big lead deal. Buffalo, by the way, been sneaky hot. Won six of seven in their own right, so it's a tougher test maybe than you would think on paper for the Caps to keep rolling. That's going to do it for this Tuesday, installment of Grant and Danny. We continue to cross our fingers for DeMar Hamlin as we await news on what's going to go down in Cincinnati. The Buffalo safety is fighting and is in critical condition. And after last night's scary scene, everyone here at 106.7, the fan is thinking about him and his family and the players and and everyone in the crowd that was affected uh, by that tragic scene last night. Capitals hockey does come your way at the top of the hour. Thanks, as always, to Darris and Ryan for working hard behind the scenes. For Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. We're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Thank you for coming. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 